is third hour of the Bill Michaels Show all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. We appreciate you being here so much and so often. Thanks, as always. Made it to Friday. Brewers uh, this weekend going at it. You've got uh, the PGA Championship this weekend as well. And then you get this little nugget to to end the week where uh, it's not very often that uh, you get venues that are built and you're not really looking for any kind of public financing or anything. And then I had gotten uh, a little bit of wind of this a while back, but our good friend from uh, Capco Enterprises and Capco for so many years, good friend Jim Kazmarek pops up and says, oh, by the way, we're going to break ground. We're going to do something really special in downtown Milwaukee. He's joining us now on the hotline. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Good afternoon to all. How you doing? Good afternoon to you. So I got to ask you first and foremost, okay? Uh, I'm, we're going to talk about this venture, but you are a, uh, a part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. You sit next to the bench, and the season came to an end. Give me, give me real quick your thoughts on the season and this run as a whole. Yeah, this, uh, of course, you know, not having Chris at the end there was 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 difficult but the guys gave everything they got you know and there's and you look at different seasons i think that we've had and coming off a championship of course some might think it's a letdown and of course we're out there to try to win championships but boy the, the guys gave everything they got their their hearts are broke um back and uh we're going to compete next year for a championship and um it it's always tough when those come to an end especially right after the the excitement last year but um proud of the team for sure very hard to repeat i completely agree with you and hopefully a couple of changes are made and maybe this team comes back bigger better than ever and we're looking forward to another championship now let's get on to the uh, business at hand but uh you and i talked about a month month and a half ago we were talking a little bit about this and you said ah something might be coming and sure enough today it does so uh, talk about what you're doing because there's many different aspects to this and i know we can't get into which league is actually coming but i think that we've got some professional soccer coming to milwaukee now too right we sure do. You know, it's been two years uh, grinding at this for sure. And, um, yeah, today we're proud to announce that uh, we're opening a district down at the, you know, down at the North 6th Street area, Michigan Street to the north side by the by the interchange there. And uh, it's a big parcel working with uh, Marquette University to develop that and purchasing that. And we're bringing professional soccer to Milwaukee. Um some might know that we're involved already in, in soccer in the Madison area with Forward Madison, and um, so we've uh, have a natural affinity to soccer team, the clubs, and and we're excited. Uh, this is a big, big day, and it's a it's a whole development. It's the Iron District MKE, we're calling it, and um, it includes a hotel and housing and state of the art uh, concert venue, um, 3,500 person indoor concert. And of course, the stadium itself will be approximately 8,000 seats. So, it's it's an entire district that's being developed, uh, bars, restaurants, the whole the whole bit. So, long time coming. Today's the day we can officially say we're 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 on our way. This area is it would be like within that, like you said, the interchange, and and it's just near. It would be almost uh, you know adjacent to across the uh, highway from say the law building from Marquette, correct? Yeah, it's the West Town neighborhood, right? An area that's been okay. so under underdeveloped for such a such a long period of time, and and really this development, we feel will will really galvanize the downtown district and and really cement uh, connectivity to the market. You know, schools, uh, you know, right right down to the you know, Michigan Street, and um, it's a pretty significant a, a development as you can see by the news release. 
Yeah, no doubt. Um, so when you talk about bringing in stadiums and music venues, and is the, first and foremost, you, you had numerous footprints, I'm sure, to look at. What, why did you choose this specific space? And then secondly, uh, yourself and other developers, how many other developers are going to be involved in this? Well, there's quite a big grouping of people, right, because there's a hotel and there's housing. So there's different people that are associated with all of those those areas. We'll, we'll have a press conference in the not-too-distant future, you know, explaining some of those more details. But, you know, this is a, a perfect location. If you could – if you were looking at Milwaukee 50, 75 years ago, I, I would think you would say that this is the – the, the location that makes so much sense. It's the most visible intersection in Wisconsin. More traffic passes right by here than anywhere else. Um, so it's a perfect a, a perfect place. Um, and again, it's been underdeveloped for such a long period of time, and this now will be uh, very significant and and really help um, transform downtown Milwaukee. There's been so many great things that have been happening in Milwaukee you know, right over the last 10, 15 years. And this is just another big development that's going to cement things. And, and soccer, of course, being a, you know, the central piece to it. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know you don't do anything without studying the circumstances. So what kind of a response do you expect when you announce whatever team is going to play there or whatever league is going to be there? It's not a huge stadium by any stretch of the imagination, but you would look, there is a very strong soccer populace in the city of Milwaukee, right? Historically, if you look at the the, the Milwaukee soccer scene, it's super strong. You know, the youth soccer the clubs that are out there, the the um, just everything about the ethnic areas in, in Milwaukee, the the soccer culture is super strong. In fact, it's one of the one of the largest um, media draws. You know, when you have different games, national games on, and you look at the numbers, the listenership from the Milwaukee market, it's surprisingly right on the top. So there's a great culture here, and there always has been for soccer. And we're going to be working extremely hard to uh, develop uh, youth soccer and, of course, the, the professional team as well. And uh, Marquette will be playing its games there, too. Um, their men's and women's soccer and lacrosse teams will be playing at this stadium. And, and I imagine there will be other teams doing that as well. Well, Jim, I look forward to the rest of the details coming out. Congratulations on the venture. Can't wait till you guys actually break the ground. And uh, when do you expect this all to be completed? Let me ask you that. Well, um, we're going to be breaking ground almost immediately, uh, and um, we think uh, we'll be open for this uh, soccer season-wise uh, spring of 2024. Well, that'd be great. Jim, pleasure to talk to you as always. Congratulations, and we'll talk more down the road, okay? Thank you, sir. Be well. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Jim Kazmarek from Capco and Capco Enterprises, and uh, kind of a big announcement. When you talk about all of that in stadiums and music venues and say no private funding in this. It's just uh, capital interest, and that's it. And now they're, like he said, they're almost immediately going to break ground. Um, it's not just Milwaukee that benefits. It's it's the state because when you get incoming people and the tax dollars that come into the state of Wisconsin because of in so many different aspects. And it's the same thing when you, you know, you, you know, you like have Broadfest in Madison and people come from all over to enjoy that. Or you go to Oktoberfest in La Crosse and people come from all over to enjoy that, you know, uh, Packers games. We all know people come into town to enjoy that. It all benefits the state 
when you talk about the influx of tax dollars and the fact that tax dollars are not being spent, but it's a private campaign bought from Marquette University to private investors without any public dollars, it doesn't do anything but ben- but benefit the state of Wisconsin. And that's fantastic. I, I, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Love it. Love it. Good stuff. Um, so uh, very, very happy to hear that. Uh, when I saw that coming out today, I thought I got to get some details on this. And I apologize if maybe you lose a little interest as far as being on the air and listening to it. But I'm telling you, it's, it, it benefits all of us. And especially when this comes to smaller music venues. When Now, it probably is going to compete within the city for like the Pabst, uh, maybe the Rave, uh, things like that. Uh, but uh, a 3,000-seat music venue, that's, that's, that's pretty sharp. That's pretty sharp. Take that. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. I want to go back to what I was talking about early on in the program, and I had mentioned Tiger Woods. And I asked the question, and I knew I'd get this response from some people when they said, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Am I sliding Tiger in some way? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. My question was simply this. I watched him yesterday again. Now, remember, Ben, we, we, we heard the press conference, how he said he was playing 27 holes and he felt better. He's been working on his legs. He's been working out. And, and that, that, you know, tested Augusta was he, he, he was in so much pain afterwards and he felt like he was beat up. And then he got to work right away and then he felt so much better. Did you watch him yesterday? Yeah. Did not look great. No. He looked, I mean, he was limping. He was wincing. This reminded me of when he tore his knee up at the U.S. Open years ago, and he was, like, walking off the tee box, and he's leaning over, and he's grabbing his legs, and he's bending over, going, ah, you know. It's, it's, it, but then you know. It's not like he's got, you know, a torn meniscus in his knee that he tore, you know, driving a golf ball. This is a guy that, on one hand, almost lost his life, but came closer to losing his leg and has, I don't know how many screws and pins in his ankle, and now he's out there doing... What many feel can, are, is considered to be, when it comes to the motion of the body, controlled chaos in a golf swing. And to watch him do it, on one hand, it's admirable. But on the other hand, you're, you're, you almost cringe at what he's gone through. And then to watch him try to, try to duff through it. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy's, what, two, three, four over for the day, four over for the day. And he's playing far better golf than the majority of us either talking or listening to this program could ever do so that's something to be said but for the level of play and the expectation of level of play out of tiger woods it's almost like you just want to go tiger just just go go rest go go away go rest until you are 100 percent ready to come back but on the other hand yeah you admire the 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 want to you know hey I'm I'm a former champion I want to be here I want to compete I've got this in my heart my soul this is who I am this is what I want to do you appreciate that but on the other hand you're watching him walk the golf course going oh my god it's like, kind of like watching a boxer and the boxer just can barely put his gloves up anymore to protect himself and you just got the other boxer coming over and just going pow pow hitting him in the head and walking away going like what am I going to do I you know and the guy keeps going come on come on that that's like right am i is that a good description of the way you would look at tiger woods right now yeah definitely and the open championship is something he's talked a lot about i think it's something that he can actually compete in right now 
that a bigger thing aside from his physical being down the stretch was the guys he was playing with and Rory McIlroy, probably the best driver of the golf ball next to John Rahm in the world. He was 140 yards further into greens. Like they, mm-hmm. it is so hard for him to compete because he's hitting these, these two irons. He, he doesn't want to use driver. And then he is at a disadvantage. Part of me thinks, and I, I don't know how much of a, how much, uh, uh, popularity this take will have, but I, I think he should withdraw and just go play in the open. Get ready for the open. Right. It's a course that you can manage your way around, hit irons. I think a lot of the Augusta success. And I'm not in any way bashing Tiger because I admire the guy for wanting to get out there and do it. It's just, it's almost just painful to watch. It just, it just is. Uh, 877-867-1670. Agree or disagree? 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Boondocks Barbecue and Brews. And I'm telling you what, they have got a customer appreciation weekend this weekend. This weekend. Uh, the party is on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday is the big one. Uh, the new patio is now done. I've been telling you about this. The patio, the extension of the deck, everything is now done. Get out to, to uh, Boondocks Barbecue and brews. It's right there on County Highway Q uh, in what they call Warren, but actually it's Oconomowoc out in the Oconomowoc area. Uh, but find it. It's it's a great place. Go out and say hi to Tim, Stacey, and everybody else. Tell them we said hi, but a really cool place. Really cool place. You can also just hit up the website if you want to see more about it. Uh, it's Boondocks BBQ and Brew. Boondocks BBQ and Brew. More than just BBQ is what the Facebook page would be. But uh, really, really good stuff. And stop in, tell them we said hi, because uh, they're opening up that patio. I don't know if it's going to be great patio weather, but the customer appreciation party is going to be swinging this Sunday. They got bands and all that kind of stuff, so stop out to Boondock. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends at Quick Trip reminding you, you still have some time. You want to get into Quick Trip. Still have some time to win that Chevy Camaro SS. They're giving it away. Once NASCAR comes rolling into town uh, the weekend of July 4th, July 3rd, technically. But uh, they're giving it away. Just use your Quick Rewards card. Get yourself some Pepsi products. Get yourself some Jack Link products. You get extra registrations. And you could be the winner of that brand-new 2022 Chevy Camaro. Fantastic stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. And, uh, I, boy, I tell you this, uh, I know people don't want to be going to the gas stations right now because it just keeps going up. But uh, the Quick Trip by me, man, they keep trying to hold the price down. I know that in comparison to some of the others that are out there. Uh, there's two different other name brand stations nearby, and they're three, five cents cheaper per gallon. They keep trying to hold the price down, but... Ah, boy, I know you look at a gas station, you're thinking to yourself, "Mm, don't want to go there for gas, but for everything else, hell yes. So stop in the quick trip. And for, if you're going to do some tailgating, they have everything for your tailgate party. If you're heading over to American family field this weekend. So there you have it. Uh, 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout by all means, uh, give us a, give us a buzz, uh, 877-867-1670. So, um, 
I want to go back to, we were talking about uh, college football just a little while ago about the, the perception for the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Brentley over on the Bud Light live stream says, uh, I slightly disagree with Ben. I am content that they probably won't win a national title in football, but I still hold out hope that we will have a team that could do it just once. Uh, I'm a four-year, uh, I am a four-year, four on Wisconsin. There you go. Do it once a, uh, in one year. I, I don't, it's kind of jumbled. Uh, this one's from Brandon. It says, a bowl game is this, he, a bowl game is this here. We're giving this to you for showing up. Oh, okay. In other words, a bowl game is kind of the consolation prize. Uh, we already said Greg says bad, Badger football, the Gonzaga of basketball. You got to prove it first. But then again, Gonzaga's been to the Final Four. They just never, have never won it. I think at this point, a major achievement for the Wisconsin Badgers would be getting to one of the Final Four, get into the playoffs. I think, and they will do it, obviously, if they knock off Ohio State or Michigan or whomever uh, for the uh, Big Ten Championship. I think you get there. Um, you can probably afford a loss, not two, unless your loss is, say, the initial one into the Big Ten against, say, Ohio State. You lose to Ohio State, and then you come back and beat them in the Big Ten title game. Um Maybe two losses if you end up winning the West, but we'll wait and see what uh, what happens there. But uh, I, you got to beat Ohio State. You got the only way you're going to get in is if, and unless you have an unbelievable schedule. Let's say Ben, they play Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, and they they go undefeated in their schedule. And then in the conference title game, they lose it. Do they still get to the final four? Ooh, I mean, I think that would depend on what the rest of the country looks like. If they lose to Ohio state and it's close, then yeah, I'd say so. Because look at what Alabama and Georgia did this year. Georgia was mm-hmm. undefeated. They lose the sec title. They obviously still go to the playoff. So I think it, it depends on the circumstances, but I would assume so. Yeah. I, I would think they would, um, and as long as they don't get blown out, too, that's the other thing. But, like, this year, their schedule, Ohio State, Illinois, Northwestern, Michigan State, Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. Uh, they don't play Penn State. They don't play Michigan. Uh, they do play Michigan State. Uh, we'll wait and see how tough Iowa's actually going to be, or Minnesota, for that matter. Does Nebraska ever begin to show up and show something in some way, shape, or form? But if they ran the table this year, say they win it all, they even beat Ohio State at Ohio State and then fall to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, I still don't know if that would be enough if Ohio State beats them in the Big Ten Championship. I don't know if that would be enough to get to the Final Four. I think it honestly would be because you beat Ohio State on the road All of your other tough games are also on the road, except for Minnesota at home. So that's a really, really strong schedule and resume. And then the schedule at home this year is not great, is it? No. And and Ohio State's going to be a top three, top five team. So having that be your one loss, I think that bodes well. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free. 877-867-1670. Yeah, they've got uh, Illinois State. Washington State, New Mexico State, all at home. Then they go on the road to face Ohio State. They come back home to face Illinois. 
Northwestern, which is always a bite-your-nail game because you just never know what team's going to show up down there um, in Evanston. And then Michigan State, back-to-back weeks on the road. When you get Purdue at home, Maryland at home, Iowa, Nebraska on the road, and then Minnesota and Paul Bunyan's Axe back at home. Hmm. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, find us. Go ahead and do it. Um, not a strong and you know, it's not their fault. I mean, you know, they can obviously schedule stronger out of conference if they choose to do so. But I like the fact that they at least end their season down the stretch with conference games, whereas others will say, SEC-wise, they don't. Because I, I still think, don't get me wrong, I mean, you know, the SEC still plays a really tough schedule. But when you look at, say, like Alabama, and they always have that one game, down the stretch in, in the last to second to last weekend, like they're playing Austin P this year. I, aren't they playing Austin P? Isn't like Austin P like the second to last week of their schedule? I think they're playing Austin P for God's sakes now, but they start off, they got Texas. So their second game of the season is, is Texas. Uh, I think they got, uh, I'm just pulling them up. They got Utah state right out of the shoot. Then Texas, um, and then they've got UL Monroe, University of Louisiana Monroe, that they get to beat up on. And then they've got that, we'll call it that cake game versus Austin P, the second to last week of the season. When they, you know, at that point, usually they have pretty much everything wrapped up. But I think the game that everybody's going to be paying attention to is that uh, October 8th game with Texas A&M. <laughs> The two, uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, going back and forth and sniping and backbiting on each other. Did you see the SECs getting involved in that, Ben? They issued a public reprimand, which I think means shut the hell up. Yeah, stop. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of a stop it. There are SEC meetings coming up soon, but I Mm -hmm. think they're scheduled to not be there on the same day. And if the SEC really wanted the nation to talk about their conference, which already reigns supreme... They would put them two on the stage together, give her microphones, and live stream it. Um, the one thing about Nick Saban and the feud with Jimbo Fisher um, is that there is a lot of discussion now, if you will, among many that this feud, while it's amusing to watch, and I think we all enjoy it a little bit, the, uh, the, the feud has brought up the argument. It's ringing the bell, if you will, to say that the NIL, this name image likeness, the NIL capability for players and for schools to promote and the money aspect of this, it's ringing the bell saying, please do something. It's almost like they're begging for the ability to to rein this in. Um, that, that's the one takeaway from all of this. I mean, we can look at the comments and we can say, okay, Nick Saban, there's some innuendos there that he's dirty. And Jimbo Fisher supposedly bought all his players and Nick Saban's accusing him of that. And we enjoy the back and forth. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. But the bottom line is this, they're ringing the bell. The bell is, is ding, ding, ding to say, wait a minute. We, we, this is already the Pandora's box has been opened and already we're having monetary issues with what is believed to be the perception to be players being bought. No longer do you have to do it below the countertop, you know, where you slide money under the under the table to the guy. You know, don't worry about it. Now they're just throwing the money on the table. Here you go. Take it. 
the bigger stack of money, and you've got 5, 10, 15 colleges sitting there with a stack of money. Here you go. Here's the most money. Now, do you want to come here? Now, if it comes down to all sides being equal and then money plays the part, the money's going to win. Where if you're a school like, say, Wisconsin, and you're sitting there going, we've got a little bit better education system. We've got a really deep, uh, when it comes to our alumni base, to be able to find you job after the fact, if if indeed that's the direction you go. We've got the support. We've got tutors. We've got a tremendous campus. We've got the lake life. We've got everything here, everything you could possibly want in a school. And then you say, go down to another school, whatever that happens to be. Say you got Minnesota. Say you're in Minnesota. You're in a city. You're in a big, a, a big metropolis. We've got the lakes as well. Obviously, we're the land of a thousand lakes. And we've got the support system. And we've got the staff. We've got the education. Here it all is. And then, and then the bottom line is it comes down to money. After the fact, it comes down to money. Then who's going to win? And that's what people are afraid of that eventually it's going to come down to money. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, that eventually it's just going to be who's throwing the most money on the table. And that's the scary thing about all of this. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll get back to the phones when we come back. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. Welcome. Bill Michaels Show. We continue on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. They've got a 98%. I heard somebody the other day, uh, one of the other posers, if you will, uh, wannabe, that uh, said, oh, we got an 80% success rate. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, 80%? That man, one in 20 ain't happening. You know, 20 out of 100? Nah, baby, nah. Whereas, uh, you know, New Mail Medical, 98% success rate. 98. Two out of 100 walking away going, eh, you know, gave it a shot. Uh, but uh, the rest, 98%. That's uh, damn near guaranteeing that they can help you out. All you got to do is call them, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. And if you're feeling sluggish or moody or down or, you know, whatever, uh, it could be some low T. If you're over the age of 30, you might want to stop in, get checked out. It only takes about 5, 10, 15 minutes tops to check your numbers. You're good to go, and it's worth it, 15 minutes to come out, come away with a better and newer you, if you will. And then the all-in-one weight loss program, and that works. Yes, indeed, that works. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Again, 414, for all the locations, 414-455-4451. That's 414 414- Four five five four four five one again four one four four five five four four five one. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Just give them a give them a call. Tell them we sent you. You betcha. Um, the uh, some breaking news. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski saying Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham and former Trailblazers uh, coach Terry Stotts are among the candidates who have advanced to the final round of interviews for the Lakers coaching job. Darvin Ham and the former Trailblazers coach, Terry Stotts. I like Terry. I really do. Um, just, uh, just a good guy, man. 
I don't know who I'd want to. I part of me wants to see Darvin Ham get that get that job, but I like Darvin. I like him being in Milwaukee. I like Darvin. Um, you know, being an assistant to the Bucks to 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 Bud. Uh, I don't want to, you know, kind of throw screw up the apple, you know, toss up the apple cart, so to speak. I like that. But uh, you're talking about a guy that very much deserves it. He really does. Really does deserve it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Tonight you got Mavericks and Warriors as uh, Golden State leads that series one game to none. Warriors did a job on uh, Luka and company in that first contest. Just beat up on the Mavericks. Mavericks got to figure out. I I never thought. I thought when the Mavericks did away with the Suns, I thought, boy, that's 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 a that's a shot. That that was that's a major accomplishment. And then as you started to get into the into the uh, Warrior series, into the Western Conference Finals, I was kind of looking at this, thinking I thought all along it was going to be Phoenix and Golden State. And with the way Golden State was playing once they got healthy, I thought Golden State was going to be the team to beat. And then I started to veer away from it because Luka had such an incredible series against the Suns. And for what the Dallas Mavericks did, the way they defended, they really did. They just hampered Chris Paul. He just forced him to his left continuously. and just wasn't good in that direction. And they really played some stifling defense. And Luka was hitting his shots almost to the point where he was toying with the Phoenix Suns, and I kind of got away from my my gut reaction in the beginning, and I started to think, maybe the Mavericks have that legitimate shot. And then the Warriors came out and said, no, no, they don't. No, they don't. Not at all. Not at all. Um, So anyway, long story short, it was like really kind of easy, but the Warriors and Mavericks uh, go at it again tonight. I would not be surprised if the Warriors um, get a win in this one. Uh, last night, by the way, if you go back uh, yesterday, the uh, Celtics knotted up the series with the Heat. Marcus Smart came back, 127-102, and they put on a clinic last night. Jimmy Butler was, uh, you know, I shouldn't say held to, but only 29.6 boards. But Smart came back in a big way, 24 points, 9 boards last night. And that moment at one point when he came down and tossed to Horford, having both those guys back, and, and, you know, Horford didn't have a huge amount of points. I think he only had like 10. But when he came in and got a quick dish to Horford, Horford ended up hitting from uh, beyond the arc, hit the three beyond the arc. It was kind of like, okay, now our piece, all of our pieces are back. They're firing on all cylinders. Tatum had a big night again. I think Tatum led all uh, scores. Or no, no, I think Tatum ended up with 27. Well, Jimmy Butler ended up with 29, if I'm not mistaken. But big night last night to get all those guys back. And it just looks like the Celtics, when they're firing on all cylinders, I don't know if they're going to be beat. I just don't. By the way, uh, say hi to Mark. Mark uh, watching us on the Bud Light live stream uh, from Richmond, Utah. Mark, how you doing? Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's get back and talk uh, on the phones. Let's go to our buddy Tom. Tom, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Uh, not much. Just uh, doing some inside work till the rain stops up here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, I heard your first segment this morning about the Badgers and that survey. It was interesting. I hadn't taken the survey, so I was uh, I was in agreement with the low scores for recruiting and for the uh, chances to, you know, participate or even get to the championship until they mm-hmm. till they recruit a arm a quarterback that can run that offense. I don't think it's going to happen. They've got you know the national reputation for producing linemen, great running game. They've always had that, but 
if you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball down field and, and not make the mistakes we had uh, last year, I think they won't be in the top eight until they get something like that. And their offense has to, uh, you know, they have to go get that 12, 15-yard pass. They can't always, you know, rely on left tackle, right tackle, you know, seven yards, six yards, and and then have long second, third, and seven. How much do you think Ingram changes the offensive play caller, Ingram changes the offense? I hope so. I ju- I'm just hoping. I, you know, the Badgers are always good. They're always, I figure, nine, ten, maybe eleven wins. They're always good. And for them to get to the Rose Bowl, I think, is what the Big Ten expectation is for me. Getting to the national championship round of eight would be just fabulous. I just don't mm-hmm. think they can do it until they get a quarterback. And maybe Chris. I don't know if he. It seems like last year he stayed with the quarterback too long, and it cost him games. So are, are you saying that if 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 Graham Mertz is not the real deal right away, then you gotta you gotta you gotta move him? I don't think he's. I well, I watched last year. I don't think he's the quarterback. I think they should recruit somebody if they haven't. I know it's a little late in the summer for spring for that, but I I don't think he's the quarterback, and he proved it time and time again. I thought maybe I'm a little too critical, but I thought they played well. Their defense was outstanding. I mean, really, and look at what went in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I just I, think until they get that. an arm, if they don't get an arm, they'll be a good team, but they won't be a, say, top 10, 12 team. Right. All right. right. Fair I enough, love man. Show. Love the show. Appreciate too. it, Tom. Th- thanks so much, man. Talk to you soon. Um, if they don't get an arm, have you given up on Graham Mertz? I have. I Ben, I haven't given up on Graham Mertz. I think people, some people have, but I think this is that big giant step we're looking to take forward, right? I think this year is that year that you got to look at Graham Mertz and say, okay, this is this is the kind of put up or shut up time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't given up on him. I think I'm. I think everybody's watching Graham Mertz this year with arms folded and one eye open, saying, "Show me something." But but you still have that optimism and that hope that what you saw of him when he first came in or through his high school career, that that is there, that that capability is there. And the only thing I saw was the fact that his decision-making was a second slow. That's what I saw out of Graham Mertz. I agree. I've not given up. I, I thought the jump would happen last year, and I was obviously wrong about that. The hard thing is, in this situation right now, though, they don't have anybody behind him that's ready. Like Chase Wolf came in for a game and against Michigan and turned the ball over four times in a quarter. Uh, Deacon Hill, who was another, they are recruiting the position. Graham Mertz is the highest caliber recruit they ever got. They got another fringe four-star in Deacon Hill, but he's not ready yet, and they have another three-star coming the next year. Uh, if Aside from Mertz, like if you wanted to move on from him this year, there's nobody else that could play. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't... I don't... When you say you move on from him, who else are you going to get? Who else are you going to throw in there? And you're not like going back to the Ohio State recruiting class. You're not like Ohio State with three five-star recruits sitting there waiting to play quarterback. You know. Remember, I keep going back to it. They had so many quarterbacks that Joe Burrow was a cast-off who ended up leaving and going to LSU because there were so many guys sitting there waiting to play quarterback. He goes on to win a national title. He went on to take Cincinnati to a Super Bowl. 
You know, that, that he was the cast-off, which they probably should have kept him over Dwayne Haskins at the time, to be honest with you, but nevertheless. But he was the cast-off. So you don't have that sitting in waiting in the wings in Wisconsin. you got to go out and find another one. 877-867-1670, Give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Hit us up and uh, give us a shout. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Final segment of my portion of the program afterwards uh, in the 1 o'clock hour, you're going to get uh, Kenny and Heilprin all over again. Maybe a redo from what we heard last night. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? Welcome back. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Cunis RV. If it's a fifth wheel, if it's a motorhome, if it's a Jayco, Alliance, Thor, Nexus, whatever it happens to be, they've got it. They are Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders even. And if you've got one to trade in, no problem. If you've got a consignment, maybe you don't want to deal with selling it yourself, send it over to them. If you're within 50 miles of their dealership, they'll come and get it full free. For free. How about that? Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. And with many of the uh, trips that are now starting to get canceled because gas prices are so high, fuel prices for planes are going up, seating is going up. I mean, everything's going up. Maybe you just want to kind of do a local staycation that's not going to cost you 4000 bucks down and back. Maybe it's just going to cost you a couple hundred dollars. You throw some gas in it. You drive it to a great campground. We've got a ton of them here in parks and such here in the state of Wisconsin. You go enjoy yourself for a weekend. Oh, yeah, that's the way to go. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com and see for yourself. Good stuff. CunisRV.com. Um, a couple of things here before we get out of here. I got a couple of emails I want to get to. This is from Joe. Joe says, uh, hey, Bill, big weekend for the Milwaukee Brewers. They get two out of three again. They seem to be back on the winning track. If they lose two out of three, then maybe the Atlanta series was somewhat of a somewhat of a blip. Um, they would then fall under 10 games over 500. And Cincinnati is starting to win. Uh, do the Brewers fall back down to earth? And do they immediately go out and start to find another bat? Boy, Joe, I think you're putting a lot of lot of pressure on one series, dude. First of all, Cincinnati is is they're they're still a bad baseball team. I mean, there's players on that team that shouldn't even be in the bigs. Okay, so I'm I'm in no way, shape, or form worried about Cincinnati at all. Uh, if that's what you're insinuating, I mean, the team you worry about right now would be more so the St. Louis Cardinals. Beyond that, phew, you're not worried about Cincinnati at all. <laughs> nothing, nothing about Cincinnati scares me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think what you're looking for is uh, maybe just me, but yeah, you want to win. If you lose two out of three, it's not the end of the world. You want to see consistency, but you want to beat teams you should be beating. I mean, that's the bottom line. Beat teams that you should be beating. That's it. And what you all, and by the way, if you lose a series, you're not running out and suddenly making a trade for another bat. I think it's just one of those things that kind of adds up and you say, okay, over time, let's just watch it. See if it continues to progress in a negative direction, and then maybe you make a move. But I don't think you're making any moves. 
to be honest with you. I, there, there's baseball is such a long marathon. You're it's it's tough not to get caught up in it right away and go, oh my god, and push the panic button. I get it, but the good GMs don't. They don't push panic buttons. They're very methodical, very smart. They move forward very slowly. But when they do, you do things smart. You do it right. You make sure that at the very least, the deal works for everybody. You know, you want the deal to work for you, obviously, but you want to make sure the deal works for everybody. But David Stearns has been very good about finding the diamond in the rough that comes in and gives you something. McCutcheon has done that this season. Rowdy Telez did that. You know, they signed him. Look at what he's done numbers-wise compared to those that are getting millions and millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars. So it's been very, very good and in, 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 in that sense. But I'm not going out and making some kind of a knee-jerk move if they lose two out of three this weekend. Just throwing it out there. Um, this is from Thomas who says, help me out here. Phil Garner, not a member of the Wall of Honor. He has the most wins as a Brewer's skipper and has managed the most games as well. Let's get him on the wall. I think the reason... When you look at the most wins as a manager, okay, I think I think when you look at the most wins as a manager, when you look at Phil Garner, because um, Phil Garner has 563 wins, no doubt. The most wins as any Brewers manager. And believe it or not, Craig Council sitting at 529. 529. How about that, right? So you think, man. Phil Garner, the most wins as a Brewers manager, right? No problem. Here's the problem. He's got 617 losses as the Brewers manager. So that's kind of like that's kind of like a touchdown interception record. He'd have 563 touchdowns, but he'd have 617 interceptions. It's 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 you you can't look past that. You look at Craig Council, 529 wins as the Brewers' manager, but 479 losses. His winning percentage is 525. 525. Harvey Keene, in his brief stint, has only a better winning percentage at 574. Buck Rogers, 549. But those two guys, they only got a couple hundred wins, 226, 277. But you look at look at Craig Council and what he's done? Whew. I don't I I don't I don't know if Phil Garner belongs there. That that's you know what? That's up for popularity contest. Scrap iron, when you got a nickname and you're that guy, you're that gruff guy, and then he goes on and he uh, starts winning down in Houston, okay? You think, oh, all right, Phil Garner, he needs to be there. But I don't know if I'd put Phil Garner on there, a guy that had more losses than he did wins. I don't know if I'd do that. Craig Council, by the time his career is done, you would assume he's going to be right there. And you you would assume at that point that he will have the most wins as a Brewers manager and he will have the best winning winning percentage via a manager with the most wins. He will definitely belong there. At least that's the assumption as of right now, the way the things are, the way the team's going. 877-867-1670, hit us up. 
I, I mean, that's just my thought. I don't, I don't know. Uh, this one's from uh, Brentley. He says, do you think the Brewers could trade Kessing here if he starts to produce and gets a little bit hot before the trade deadline? I think he is what uh, I think he is what he is, and we could use him as a valuable trade chip. If he gets hot, those are the, th- the three or four words. If he gets hot, or as you said, if he gets a little hot, I think, you, yes, to answer your question, yes, he could be a trade chip. Yes, I agree with that. But you're not making that trade uh, based on a couple of weeks. He's got to be hot through through the month of June. For him to be something as far as a trade chip goes, if you're indeed looking for you, – you're not going to trade him unless you're getting a corner piece back and you're going to probably have to trade some pitching away. And then you're going to say either a full-time first baseman or third or whatever happens to be. But otherwise, if he's hot, you don't need the bat, then what are you trading him for? You know what I mean? Unless somebody else needs that particular chip at that particular time. There you go. All right. Three hours down. Another hour yet to go. I'm going to take off. I'm heading down to Chicago. I'm going down to the Gridiron Greats uh, induction ceremony tonight. So I'm going to take off. So you are in the capable hands of one Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprin for the last hour of the day. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. By the way, John Daly having a day right now. Having a day going to get out of here. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin, they're going to take you the rest of the way. We'll be back. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.